Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 6.30. Phone number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. We got a great show for you today. I like how uh, Big Mac put himself in the open now. I mean, he does the open. He produces it. And he figured after uh, 28 months, let me put my voice in the open. As if that's going to get him more air. More air time, or make people think he's a bigger he's a bigger part of the show. Uh, the show does that all by itself. Oh, it's great. Well, uh, it seems like we're getting some good news regarding the uh, recovery of Hamlin, who uh, is now, uh, I guess, oxygen wise, fifty uh, fifty with a ventilator. It was a hundred percent all ventilator, obviously, the first twenty four hours. But that uh, sounds like. It's going uh, in the right uh, direction, but uh, clearly he is not anywhere close to being out of the woods totally yet. So you uh, you still keep a small part of your feelings and thoughts uh, with him and his families. They still uh, you know, suffer through all this. Uh, in the meantime, you know, sadly, this is kind of the way things go. Life does go on for everybody else, meaning the NFL is back. Week 18 this weekend, New York Giants have a decision to make. Do you play anybody? Does Saquon Barkley even put on a uniform? Does Daniel Jones put on a uniform? Or do you use this week to get everybody and anybody healthy physically, you know, refreshed mentally, and get ready for right now would be a road playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings? Good afternoon, Evan. How are you? I'm doing all right. What do you think about that? You play him a quarter, a so- half? Just because who are you not to play them? Every year we have this discussion, usually not with the Jets and Giants because they're yeah, not in the right. playoffs. And every year people always cite back the Patriot-Giant game from 2007. Yeah, but this is so much different in my no, opinion. I completely agree, yeah. and here's why. Every other time the Jets or Giants rarely, but other teams play and have to make a decision like this, we all forget what happens next. We all do. Right. Like Just so happens they won a Super Bowl. Right. We cite that one because it's the most memorable decision ever made in terms of rest or no rest. Right. It's it's the only one we ever cite. And by the way, you can make the argument back then, and we don't want to regurgitate the whole thing. That's the only reason the Patriots played it out is that they're going for the perfect season. No, no, absolutely. And right. then we saw years later teams decide not to go for a perfect season. But anytime we have these discussions, you're always going to hear people. There'll be someone calling in later today who's going to say, hey, remember 07? Yeah. It's irrelevant. Because it's I one example. Play Saquon. Well, I wouldn't play Daniel Jones. Yeah, neither would I. I and I'll tell you the reason. I'll start with him. I'll tell you why my gut feeling says don't play him. Daniel Jones is a week away from accomplishing something he has never accomplished in his NFL career. Do you know what that is? Uh, Forget making the playoffs. That's obvious. Right, right, right. Uh, He's a week away from accomplishing accomplishing something he had not done in his NFL career. Make it through an entire season without missing a game for injury. Making it through an entire season. Well, he just did. Yeah. Right? And he's coming off his best game of the year. Why not leave that the best feeling Going well, into the playoff let me, game. Let me further the first part of what you said, because yeah. I agree with you, maybe for different reasons. Yeah. He's also coming off a game in which he ran the football how many times? Yeah, a bunch. And showed you, and I respect the hell out of this, hey, I'm going to go get that first down. Yes. I'm going to go score that touchdown. My body be damned. And while in a postseason game, run Daniel run, and you're going to need Daniel to run, in a game that means absolutely nothing, Yeah. can you imagine the feeling you have 
Because he's a football player, bro. He's not going to go make plays, right? Of course, he's not going to think, oh, gee, golly, it's week 18. Let me slide. No, he's not. He's right. a football player. Howie, what's going to go through your mind when Jones is whirly birding through the end zone right. and his body is flying through the no, air? No, listen, I think if there's anybody that's even questionable at all, Injury-wise, they don't play. But he's not questioning. I know. I don't play Barkley because there's nothing to be gained by it. Rest the legs. I don't play Daniel Jones for all the reasons we've just discussed. If you want to name three or four other guys that you don't want to play, I don't care who they are. Give every backup the opportunity to play. You could lose this game by 50. It don't mean a damn thing. It's not going to make the locker room upset. It's not going to change the specter of getting ready for the next game emotionally. You're a playoff team. Again, the order may change. It may not be the Vikings. It looks like it probably will it be will the Vikings. Likely, yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But you I mean, need the whatever. Niners to lose just for the record, and that doesn't seem like a likely scenario. Right, right well, now. San Francisco's playing Arizona, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to lose. Philly can beat you by 50. They probably will. I don't even know what they're going to do with Jalen Hurts and all that stuff, nor do I really care. This is now about getting the New York Giants into the best position to beat, let's just assume, it's the Minnesota Vikings. If the Giants play nobody on Sunday, and then let's say they lose to the Minnesota Vikings, is anybody really going to think they lost the game because they took the foot off the gas? No, but not at all. if they play their regulars, and specifically to me, it's Daniel Jones. That's the guy who I'm thinking most about. You're right. If a guy's questionable, don't play him. Leonard Williams has a neck issue, don't play him. Right. But with Daniel Jones and the way he's played the position this year, and he's done it brilliantly, by the way, and they have unlocked what we all knew about him. His best attribute is his legs, and they've used it a lot. Think about right. how many times he's run the football this year. He's been great. It's all compliments. And knowing the way he plays football and knowing the desperation of the Eagles, because guess what? They are sort of desperate. They don't want to lose this division. Oh, no. See, the Eagles have to win this Yes. Game. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to play, maybe not the entire game, I think if I'm the Eagles, I go out there trying to get a two-touchdown lead in the first half and then start sitting guys down because the Giants really shouldn't be a threat because the Giants are not going to play well, their guys pressure are they? The Eagles not winning the division is a disaster. Correct. The Eagles it, not being the number one seed is a disaster. They have to win this game on Sunday. So specifically with Jones, I'm talking about him. I ain't risking a damn thing. This guy's had an injury problem throughout his career. He plays the game tough, which you appreciate. I'm not risking anything on Sunday, and I don't think that leads to anything bad in the postseason. No, I mean, I even play out the other side. For, take injury out of it for just a second. Let's say he's 8 for 12, 130 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. So what? Doesn't matter. Like, there's nothing to be gained by it. There's no personal accolade he needs. He got his team into the playoffs. Now go get ready for a playoff game. And I got to tell you, you and I are both diehard Jet fans. You and I respect the New York Giants organizations and the organization. And they've been mocked, rightfully so, over the last six years. Because with the New York Jets, they've had the worst record in all of football. I have to tell you, as a football fan, having a playoff football game, albeit on the road... For the New York Giants, I'm excited for Oh, it. no doubt. I love the fact that playoff football is back. And, of course, I'd rather it be the Jets, but that's our lot to live. Yeah, but I also I think... got playoff football uh, in two weeks with the New York Giants, and I'm pumped up I, for it. I, I, I speak for myself, but I think you'll agree with me on this. 
The Giant-Jet relationship, at least in my eyes, is different than any other local team relationship. The Met fan and the Yankee yeah, fan, for the most part, other. they don't like each other. The Nick fan and the Net fan, give me a break. Yeah, you like my winning streak right now? We don't even acknowledge your presence, oh, to be course. fair. You sure know you that. Know. Hockey, same thing. Rangers right. and Islanders, everybody hates each other. To me, I've never, other than Christmas Eve 2011, other than that, I've never had a quarrel with the Giants. And most of the time, I'm happy for them. And as jealous as I am, because jealous is a fair word, okay. especially with the way the season played out, envious, I am overall pretty happy for the Giant fan, especially because yeah. I've sat here with you, and we've all sat here, and we have watched over the last five years, and you've said this on the air, that the Giants have become the Jets. The Giants became a laughingstock. They became the team that fired coaches after two years consistently. Yep. Three of them in a row. Let's not lose track here. McAdoo, Shermer, Judge, two years, two years, two years, goodbye. McAdoo wasn't even a full two years. They had become us. And then they rose from the ashes in the most surprising season we've seen in a long time. And they've overachieved their way to a playoff spot. So while I'm jealous, I'm also happy for them, for some Giants. Uh, Listen, I'm excited that we got playoff football back. You know, uh, these uh, December, January, February, March months for the last more than half a decade have been filled with, ugh, watch other teams go celebrate. Other teams that normally don't make it make a run. The Bengals last year. Right. Bengals, although they, they were, you know, a very good team under Marvin Lewis, they didn't win a single playoff game. They made the playoffs all the time. They, they just made it win. and they just couldn't win. <laughs> right. right. And we, we're sitting back going, this team makes a run, that team makes a run. And we know by Thanksgiving that we have no playoff football. This year we got it. And I'm, listen, if you told me the Giants won a Super Bowl, I'll sign up for that. It ain't going to happen, but I'll well, sign up for that. Let me walk you through a scenario. Yeah. Just a little scenario I was thinking about the other night. I've made it very clear to you, you disagree with me, that the Green Bay Packers are about to go on a deep postseason run. Okay? Yeah, you're not alone. Sit with me on this for a second. Packers win Sunday. They're the seven seed. They're matched up first round of the playoffs with the Niners, and they pull off the upset. They knock them off. In San Francisco, Aaron Judge exercises the demons Aaron of Jimmy Garoppolo. Rodgers, but close. What did I say? Judge. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're mocking them. So Green Bay is now matched up second round against the Eagles. Giants play the Vikings, pull off the mild upset, beat them. They face the winner of Tampa Dallas. Isn't there a part of you licking your chops saying, bring that all, man? 100%. Bring on Tom Brady. Bring on the fraud Cowboys. Yeah. They ain't going to a championship game. I have just painted a sort of realistic, not fully, because I get it. You've got the, the pa- Giants in the NFC Championship game at home against the Green Bay That's Packers. That's exactly what I That's have. That's what you have. I've just painted a scenario Why where not? MetLife Stadium is rocking. Now, you're going to lose that game. Yeah. My apologies. Fair enough. But you, I just painted a somewhat realistic scenario. Of the Packers going on a run, and you guys getting a little bit of a roadmap that's not that complicated. And it'd be Minnesota it. and Tampa? Minnesota and Dallas? Come on. By the way, you'd give yourselves more than a fighter shot in that, and that's what being in the playoffs allows you to do. It allows you to dream the impossible dream to soar. Whatever it is. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> but I know it's about flying somewhere, impossible heights or something like that. Anyhow, I'm envious, I'm jealous, but the New York Giants are in, right? Let's enjoy that. Let's get into it. Uh, a couple other things around the situation uh, with that terrible injury that we all watched Monday night with uh, DeMar Hamlin. And, you know, I, and I was afraid this was going to happen. And I'm, you and I are watching it happen every day in the two days since. And it's um, so objectionable to me. Uh, that I feel like I kind of have to comment on it because that's what we do for a living. 
You know, the focus of all the conversation should be, rightfully so, and I, I'd like to think you and I have done this the right way, uh, is about the kid, is about Hamlin. And then if you want to talk about all the things around it, the way the NFL medical staff ran to his aid, saved his life, all those things that came along with it. The broadcast, if you want to talk about that, all fair game, right? But it's all centered around what we watched on Monday night. Is that a fair assessment of for course. you, right? Yeah. And what's happening now is there's like, it's like a bunch of greased up pigs trying to climb on top of each other to get to the top of some invisible totem pole to make themselves the story. The story is about the health and well-being of Hamlin. The story is about the heroes on the sidelines of that game that saved this young man's life. The story is about a mom watching her son go down like that. Uh, the story is about the medical staff in Cincinnati. You know, life-saving measures we learned today that his heart gave out when he got to the hospital. They had to resuscitate him a second time. That's being denied by his family, by the, or by was, his representative. Oh, well, it was a family no, no, member who said it. I, you're right. Yeah, I, his just, uncle. Just the update okay, I heard I about an that. hour ago is that that part is being denied, but Whatever. who knows the truth? Right, right. You get, but that's the focus of us. Like, I heard a story much earlier today, and I was totally unaware of this, that the NFL goes through this training at every facility preseason, and then before the start of every game, the referees meet with the medical staff that's working the stadium for that game. And this is shocking to me. And I want to give the NFL credit for it. I don't even know if you know this. There is a singular person at every single NFL game, bar none, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that person has a singular responsibility. And that is in the event of a catastrophic injury, like what we saw Monday night, there is a single person at that game whose only responsibility is to make sure that that person can breathe. Mm. Like what? Oh, thank God they do. Like that level of detail, attention to detail from a medical uh, positioning, and it's never been used before. But there is a person, man or woman, a medical professional, whose only job at that game is in the case of something like Monday night, they intubate and make sure they have a breathing bag on a, on a player as soon as possible. Save this kid's life, right? There's also a lead dog, man or woman, from the medical staff who is in charge of all the other medical personnel. And they practice this. Like, and I'm amazed by that. And as much as we talk about what the NFL doesn't get right, a lot of times more about football than anything, boy, they have this on lockdown. Save the guy's life. And they save this kid's life. But back to my point. It's now about I want to make a name for myself. And I'm, I'm going to call someone out who did it who I actually like a lot. Dan Orlovsky has become a very, very valuable voice breaking down NFL film on ESPN. I think he's great at what he does. And we all know he had kind of a joke of a career and stepped out of bounds in the end zone, didn't realize the whole thing, right? But he's a really good, thoughtful commentator on all things NFL. And he couldn't help himself yesterday trying to make himself the story. And he went on TV yesterday you know, more than 24 hours after, you know, the terrible incident in which we're all talking about it and decided that he wanted everybody to know that he was going to pray for the young man. Well, we've all said a prayer for him in our own private way, which is what prayer is about. You pray your own way. You don't invoke your type of prayer on me. I don't do it to you, right? And he, took, he went on ESPN and 
he made the other make he had the his cohorts on that show bow their heads while he said a prayer. We get that you support Hamlin. We all do. We're all in this together in our support and love and prayer that this kid sees this through. But to go on TV so that people can watch you say a prayer, it defeats the whole point of what prayer's all about. Prayer's not about going out in public in front of a million people on TV and showing people that, you know, you're going to say a prayer for someone. I think, I think it's disrespectful to the notion of religion and prayer. Pray privately for this young man and do it as often as you want. But that's what this is about now. Look how sensitive Dan Orlovsky is, that he took time out of his TV show to say a prayer. That prayer meant nothing to me. I thought it was, it was tragic that he would actually use that pulpit to do what he did. Oh, but a lot of people loved it. Yeah, because no one's got the balls to say right, No one's going to say, how are you going to be critical you? of a guy who's saying a prayer for a young man? Aren't you skeptical? Yo, and I see you. Aren't you skeptical? And I, I hate being like this, but I actually agree with you. Aren't you skeptical about almost everybody? These yeah, days, I right? am. Like because it's not about me. It's not right. about you. It's not about Stephen A. It's not about Skip Bayless. It's about a guy laying in a hospital bed. That's the story. And as soon as you make yourself the story, I become immediately skeptical about you know, what your real interests Look, are. I think there's a lot of people that are just doing their job. But even yesterday, this idea of, oh, ESPN did such an amazing job. They did this. They did that. You know what? Right now, I don't want to hear it. No. Is it really about them? Is it's it about not. the coverage? It's about the fact that this kid, this poor kid is still in the hospital fighting for his life. And so I'm not saying ESPN didn't do a good job. What I'm telling you is that even yesterday, hearing all the compliments and the bouquets, is like, I don't want to hear that right now. No. Listen, I thought if you want to comment on the broadcast crew in the moment and how they handled, I, yeah, but, I, I'm okay with that. you see what I'm saying, though? Like, but yeah, yeah, but that's of course not, you can. That, that's a story for people who cover the media. You know, our focus should be, A, on the kid, and then, yeah, at some point, I think today's that point, now we're allowed to kind of have the conversation you know, what should we do schedule-wise? Right. You know, because no matter how you slice it, they're going to have to make a decision that is going to impact seeding, maybe not the number one seed, but certainly two and three, as to are we flipping a coin? Like, are we going to play that game? Are we moving all the other games back? And that starts impacting, you know, potentially six other cities in the Ameri in the AFC that are going to have a playoff game. I don't see a realistic scenario where they're not going to have to either play the game or have seeding deeply affected by not playing well, the game. Well, look, it, you two, know what I'm saying? two and three is going to be affected if one isn't. Right. Right? It has to be. But now, you're going to have seeds affected. Now, obviously, a lot of it has to do with the results coming up this weekend. But if the results are what you sort of expect them to be, even if they're not what you sort of expect them to be, there's going to still be things that are up for grabs based on playing a football game. Yeah, I, I, listen, they're going to have to make an ultimate decision that the Bengals and Bills are going to have to agree with. Either they're going to say, listen, we want to play this game for all the obvious reasons, seeding, home field, all that stuff, or they're going to agree we're going to flip a coin or something along those lines. Are the Buffalo lines. Bills going to be willing to give up the number one seed in the AFC to not play the game? Because if they win on Sunday and Kansas City wins on Saturday, right. they have to play that game for the number one seed other than you just saying, you know what, we'll give the Chiefs the one seed. They're a right. half game ahead of us. I doubt that's going to happen. I, I doubt it, too. I'm with you on that. And that, to me, that's an interesting part of this story now. Yeah. Because it's not even about getting it right or wrong. Now it's about, all right, what do the Bills and Bengals want to do? Right? And are we just going to, like you said, we're not just going to hand Kansas City the one seed. They didn't earn it. 
right? Well, the only way I'd ever feel okay with it is if the Buffalo Bills, the team getting hosed in it, say, we're good. Right. We'd rather not play the game, go take the one seed. I just, I can't imagine that. Right. Now, if the Bengals wind up, uh, you know, it's another thing about winning the division, mm-hmm. right? You know, obviously, if the Baltimore Ravens lose, and it looks like Lamar Jackson's not playing, so... You have to, if the Ravens lose to the Bengals. Settles the division. Settles the division. Right. So now you and the Bills, in theory, if Kansas City wins and New England beats the Bills, now you're arguing about, are you the two seed or am I the two seed, right? Two and three. Right. Uh, you want to flip a coin on that? I can see that maybe because uh, it just changes where you'd play that second round game. Well, it also creates, but it's on the table. If the Chiefs lose, now all of a sudden the Bengals have a chance at the one seed. So right. there's, there's so many scenarios yeah. that make the game important. Now, is it important enough? For the NFL to say we're going to find a way to play it, or do they make a decision with the teams to say this because of the schedule and because of having to change the playoffs, right. we're not going to do it. That's for them to decide. Yeah, but the Bills and Bengals, I think, have to have a voice in it. I would think so because it, it affects them. By the way, there's a revenue aspect of it. You know, playing another home playoff game. Uh, there's TV ratings that get involved, so the networks, in theory, would have to have a voice in it. So anyway, it gets, starts getting complicated. But you know, it does. It starts Saturday. If Kansas City beats the Raiders, and let's just, for the sake of argument, say they do, that at least starts to answer some of the questions. Right, right. So the, it all starts Saturday. And, of course, uh, the weekend ends Sunday night with that Detroit-Green Bay game. Means nothing at all to Detroit other than trying to, you know, knock Green Bay out no, of the playoffs. No, it's not true. If Seattle loses, they can make the playoffs. No, they'd have to win. Right. You're right. You're right. The if Detroit Lions, and they'll know by the time that game starts. Like, when that game starts, they're going to know, are we playing for something or are we not playing for something? I guess I was just assuming they wouldn't win. But I, should, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't make that assumption. Well, no, but you're assuming the Seahawks are going to win at home against the Rams, which I understand you assuming, but I didn't know you trusted Geno Smith. Like I don't. That. I don't. I don't. I don't at all. Baker Mayfield versus Geno Smith. I couldn't be rooting for Baker Mayfield anymore. Yeah. I want Baker Mayfield. Is that game in Seattle? Or that, is that game no is life? in Seattle. I want Baker Mayfield to go into Seattle and end I, Geno Smith's season. By the season. way, I have nothing, this has nothing to do with Geno. Yeah. I agree with you because I think Lions-Packers, mano-a-mano, for a playoff spot is awesome. Is freaking awesome. Yeah, that, that is awesome for all the obvious And no offense to Seattle. like They're not going anywhere. I could see the Lions or the Packers actually making a run, as crazy as that may seem. All right, we got lots to do. 877-337-6666. The Giants, I don't think it's a difficult decision, but they got to make it. And that is, uh, do you play anybody of import uh, this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, you recognize in sitting your stars and your starters – you are handing the division and the number one seed Who cares? to a hated rival. Who cares? I'm just putting it out there. Do you care? You are giving them the title. Oh, hold on. Big Mac Giant fan, do you care that you're handing it to the Eagles? No, I don't care. Bill okay. Lugie, do you care? No, I don't uh, care. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. That was your Tommy Lou Gower impersonation? That was my Lou Gamer impression. You went yeah. feminine uh, high pitch on that? I just went high pitch. I didn't necessarily. No, you were a little feminine. You were a little feminine. Let me no, call my I wife and ask You were a little feminine. How about that? Is that there a better, is no uh, Giant fan. Yeah. Who's good? Because think about this, Craig. Here's what you're missing. Yeah. If you don't hand the Eagles the division, right. you're helping Dallas win the division. Right. I mean, either yeah. way. Dude. I mean, someone's winning the division, not name you. And it's one of the two teams, because I think Washington over the last decade has made you hate them less for obvious reasons. Yeah. It's Dallas or Philly. Take your well, pick. Well, it's really not even that close on those, that either. It's Philly. It's not even close. Yeah. By the, I think, by the way, I think, there's, I think there's a benefit to the Giants uh, having the Eagles win the division. What's the benefit? That you would, if I have it correct, you wouldn't have to play them to the championship game. 
Uh, I'd rather play the Cowboys or Tampa the second round. Not necessarily. No? No, because if if Green Bay doesn't pull off the upset, which I'm predicting, maybe you're joining me, then you reseed, and they would be locked up against the number one seed. Yeah. Yeah. You can't think about it that way, really. You can't think about Philly or Dallas or how this affects me. You've got to think about it as I got to make sure that when I play the Vikings or Niners, I am as healthy as I've ever been. And let me tell you this right now. I love Brian Dayball, coach of the year. The guy's been amazing. If Daniel Jones gets hurt in a meaningless football game, oh. I don't know about you guys, I'd be fuming. How could you not be fuming? They were giant yeah. fans annoyed that Adoree Jackson got hurt returning kicks. Yeah. Right. Right. 